Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 36 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and today... I want to talk about four key elements of biblical communication. Let's dive in. For more than two decades now, I've spent a lot of time focusing and studying this idea of effective communication. In fact, I was just looking at my bookshelf not long ago, and and I was noticing that I have dozens and dozens of books on this idea of effective communication. Now, the reason I love this idea of communications and the reason I've, I've spent a lot of time over the last 20 years studying it is the fact that the articulation of the truth of the word of God is so important to disseminate or, or to, to give out to the world. In other words, how do you most effectively declare the gospel? About 20 years ago, when I first started studying this idea or the topic of communication, it was mainly in the world of business and, and just how do you you know speak effectively? And over the years, it has grown into this passion of how do you take the truth of God's word and communicate it clearly to a world that desperately needs to hear about Jesus Christ? Now, first off, I do not consider myself a phenomenal communicator. In fact, it's definitely one of those areas that I feel like I'm continually growing and maturing and developing in, and it's something that the Holy Spirit is definitely deepening in my own personal life. Now, though I've studied this idea or this topic of communication for a long time, it was interesting to me about a year ago, the discipleship school that I teach at came to me and says, hey, we want to teach this class on communication and how do you communicate the gospel well? And would you be interested in teaching this class? And of course, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of laughed and said, uh, I, don't, I don't think I need to be the one teaching this class. Obviously, there's far better communicators than myself. So why don't we pick one of those? And long and short, I ended up teaching this wonderful class. It ended up being one of my favorite classes that I've ever taught. And as I started pondering this idea of what separates regular communication or, you know, in the, the world that I grew up in, in, in high school and in college, this idea of business communication, what separates this idea of just a motivational speech or a success speech or, a, you know, the, the emotional feel-goody kind of communication or a lecture or a classroom setting? What separates that? from biblical communication. So as I was preparing for this class, I sat down and was just kind of racking my brain of what is some of the effective or what are the essential elements of biblical communication? 
And really quickly, I just want to give you four elements or four essentials to biblical communication. Now, again, there's probably far more than this, but as I was just stepping back, looking at this idea of the communication of the word of God, what separates biblical communication from every other type of communication? So here we go. Four essential elements to biblical communication. Number one, the focus of biblical communication. Now, this is really important. And of course, if you know me, this this probably will not be a surprise at all. But the focus of biblical communication is upon Jesus Christ himself. In other words, biblical communication has one essential focus, and it's Jesus. I've said it here on the podcast before, but as you get into the word of God, it's it's just, I, oh, this is so marvelous. But everything in the word of God points to Jesus Christ. See, everything in the Old Testament flows toward Jesus and his work upon the cross. Everything in the New Testament literally centers and hinges. It's it's the linchpin of the whole New Testament is Jesus and his work upon the cross. In fact, all of history is centered on this idea of Jesus and his work upon the cross. And it's true in biblical communication that in biblical communication, no matter what topic you're talking about, no matter what what you're going to be discussing, the focus of that communication needs to be Jesus Christ. I love the story that Charles Spurgeon shares in his sermon, Christ Precious to Believers. He says that there's this young minister that was preaching and at the end of the, at the, end of the sermon, he, he steps down and this older minister comes up to him and, and obviously he was an influence in this young minister's life. And so the young minister goes up to this older wise minister and he says, hey, what do you think of my sermon? And the response was, well, a very poor sermon indeed. So the young minister said, a poor sermon, it took me a long time to study it. Well, yes, no doubt of it. Well, did, did you think my explanation of the text a very good one? Oh, yes, said the old preacher. Very good indeed. Well, then why do you say it was a poor sermon? D- didn't you think that the metaphors were appropriate and the arguments conclusive? The old minister says, well, yes, they were very good as far as that goes. But still, it was a very poor sermon. Well, tell me why you think it was a poor sermon, the minister asked. Because, he said, there was no Christ in it. Well, the young man said, Christ was not in the text. We are not to be preaching Christ always. We must, we must preach what is in the text. So the old minister said, well, don't you know, young man, that from every town and from every village and every little hamlet in England, wherever it may be, there is a road to London. Well, yes, said the young man. Ah, said the old wise minister. And so from every text in scripture, there is a road to the metropolis of the scriptures that is Christ. And my dear brother, your business is when you get to a text to say, now, what is the road to Christ? And then preach a sermon running along that road towards the great metropolis, Christ. And the wise old minister said, I have never yet found a text that did not a road to Christ in it. And if I ever do find one that does not have a road to Christ in it, I will make one. (laughs) I love that. I will go over hedge and ditch, but I would get at my master for the sermon cannot do good unless there is a savor of Christ within it. See, the focus of biblical communication is a single person named Jesus Christ, which means if you're listening to a sermon and it has nothing to do about Jesus, then it's not a true sermon. 
See, the focus, the, the centerpiece, the, the centrality of every single sermon is Jesus Christ himself. So what is the main difference between every other form of communication and biblical communication? Well, number one, the focus is Jesus Christ. Number two, the foundation of biblical communication. <laughs> You'll never guess. See, the foundation of biblical communication is the scriptures. It's the word of God. The Bible is the foundation for biblical communication. See, if you want to share, you know, happy little stories uh, from the newspaper or, hey, tell a cute joke, fine, you can do that. But don't call it biblical communication unless it is built upon the foundation of the word of God. See, the word of God is the foundation of every biblical communicator's, uh, everything a biblical communicator says is based upon the word. See, a biblical communicator doesn't just go into his own resource. It doesn't just go into his own intellect, into his own mind, into his own history, into his own experience, or his repertoire of, of you know great illustrations. See, the biblical communicator has a foundation, which is the word of God. And everything that he everything that he or she communicates is rising out of the word of God. So hey, if you're in home and you're having a home devotions or whether you're you know, in a Sunday school or whether you're at church listening to a sermon, for it to be a biblical communication, it must be founded upon the word of God. And truth be told, I don't, I don't want to hear a single sermon that isn't based upon the word of God and that's focused on Jesus Christ. A mentor of mine once told me, he said, Nathan, you, you recognize that you can immediately tell where a pastor's time in the word has been based on listening to their sermon. In other words, as you listen to someone preach, you immediately know the depth of their personal Bible study. See, it's it's like an onion. If I have an onion, you know, I take off the one layer of the onion. Whoa! It gets I go deeper. It gets sweeter. And and the more the more layers I take off of the onion, the sweeter the onion becomes. The more rich it becomes. The more poignant it becomes. And the and the more the more it makes you cry. See. I want to go to the deeper levels of the onion in preaching. And as I listen to a, a communicator, as I listen to a, a preacher preach, you, you recognize that if they're only preaching on level one of the, of the word of God, then that tells me something about their personal study life. See, you cannot preach deeper. You cannot communicate deeper than what you've personally studied. So if you're studying at a, at a level six, then, hey, you can preach levels one through six. But if I'm only studying at a level two, see, I, I can't preach at a level six. And so if I'm listening to someone communicate the word of God and it's surfacy, it's it's just milky, it's just, oh, just it's, whoa, this is like watered down skim milk. Well, that immediately tells me what that pastor's or that communicator's personal study life is. You know, those, those communicators, I've been at camps or I've spoken at you know, retreats and churches before. And, and, you know, there's, there's several different people communicating and it's interesting. I'll be at these church camps and, and, you know, here I am and I'm, man, I'm excited to communicate the word of God. And man, God's been revealing all this new, just depth of his word in my life. And I'm, I'm ready to share that. And I listen to the guy that I heard a couple of years ago at the same camp and he's telling all the same stories. He's, you know, he's going back and he's, you know, communicating the same messages and, now, I understand in a teaching setting, if you're at a college or, you know, at a, at, a, at a school of some sort, that makes sense. You have a curriculum. 
But when it's just the preacher preaching and, or, you know, the evangelist communicating or the church camp speaker or whatever. And see, see, I, <laughs> see, I don't, I don't want to get stale in my study of the word of God. See, I, I don't want to be, well, he's the guy that only has two sermons. And, you know, once you've heard him, woo, you've heard him. See, I, I want a continual revelation of the word of God in my life. And I continually want to go deeper and deeper and deeper in the word. See, I, I want to peel back the layers of that onion and allow the Holy Spirit to give me insight and wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who he is. So can I encourage you, if you're a communicator of the word, if you're, the, if you're a communicator of the truth, if you're a communicator of the gospel, which, hey, if you're a Christian, you are, can I encourage you, don't get stale in the word. Hey, hey, don't just, don't just, you know, tell the cute stories and, and you know, and, and tell the latest jokes and See, yeah, they, they may have a place, but but get this. The biblical communicator is founded upon the word of God. And if all that's coming out of you is just this milk, milky, skim milk, watered down stuff, fluffy stuff, well, that tells me a lot about your personal study life. But see, if, if I hear you communicate and wow, there's this depth and wow, there's this richness and wow, the word of God is being exposed. See, that tells me something about your personal study life. Because again, you, you cannot communicate deeper than what you personally studied. I find it incredibly sad that the number one, supposedly the number one Christian website visited on Saturday night is sermons.com. And of course, all these pastors have to whip up a sermon for Sunday morning and they haven't been in the word all week. So what do they do on Saturday night? Oh, they, they go to sermons.com. They find a sermon. Oh, that'll work. And it gives them their three points. They give them the cute little stories, the illustrations, and they just wing it the next morning. See, I, that's not biblical communication. That biblical communication is focused on Jesus. It's built upon the word. And it's not just stealing someone else's material. This is, hey, you diving into the word of God and allowing the spirit of God to give revelation and insight and truth in your personal life. And then that spills out in the communication on Sunday mornings or in your Sunday school or in your home devotions or See that, oh, I want that in my own personal life and I want that in yours as well. So we've covered two of them already. Number one, the, the focus of biblical communication is Jesus himself. Number two, the foundation of biblical communication is the word of God. Number three, the fountainhead of biblical communication. In other words, what is the source of biblical communication? Get this, the fountainhead or the source of a biblical communication is the spirit of God. In other words, uh, what is the resource? Where, where is the insight coming from? Where is the, the ability? Where, where is the, see, it's all flowing from this fountainhead called the Holy Spirit. See, the spirit of God who lives and resides in your life, oh, get this, is, is the author of the word itself. And this author, God himself, who lives inside of you via the Holy Spirit, wants to bring about a communication out of your own life, out of your own lips, that is communicating the singular focus, which is Jesus Christ. I've gone through this before, but John chapter 16, Jesus is in the upper room and he's given this phenomenal articulation. And he says, hey, I've got to leave. And the reason I need to leave is because if I leave, the Holy Spirit will come. And Jesus communicates and he says in verse 13, he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, and obviously he is the truth, which he said earlier in chapter 14, 
So, hey, when the spirit of truth, which is the spirit of Jesus, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Literally, he's going to grab you by the hand and march you into truth. And again, truth here is not just facts and data and information. Truth here is a person because Jesus himself is the truth. So get this, the spirit of truth will come. And when he comes, he's going to guide you into all truth, which is Jesus. (laughs) That's awesome. And then verse 14, he says, the Holy Spirit will glorify me. He's literally the Holy Spirit's going to lift up Jesus, that you're not speaking in your own intellect. You're not speaking merely in your own resource. See, you're not speaking out out of or in and of yourself. See, when you're speaking biblically, you have another resource within you that is doing something. You have the Holy Spirit that is revealing Jesus in your personal life. But then in the midst of the communication, you have the spirit of God that is communicating through you. See, I've given a lot of business speeches and I've, and I've given some, you know, that, that kind of thing before I've given lectures I've given and Hey, I've done, I've done all that, but you realize that is completely different than the communication of the word of God. See, in each of those scenarios, Hey, if I'm going to go speak on, you know, time management or marketing or whatever, and Hey, I've, I have done that before. When you do that, see, this is all about your preparation. This is all about, hey, your wisdom and your experience and your expertise and you, 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 you. But in biblical communication, whoa, see, it somehow goes beyond your intellect. See, the spirit takes what you've studied and somehow transcends all of that. And he takes your the, the communication that's coming out of your mouth that's really being sourced by him and is going into somebody else and saying, wow, see this area of your life? Wow, you, hey, you got to get a hold of this. Now, that's not me doing that. That's the spirit of God moving in the midst of the biblical communication. Let me give you an illustration. It's interesting when you preach, there's times where people will come up at the end and say, wow, thanks for communicating. Man, I really enjoyed that. I really appreciate when you said this. And they tell you what, what they heard. And of course, I smile, and most of the time, I look back and say, <laughs> "I didn't say that." And and then the reasoning is, is see what's happening is I'm exposing the Word of God, which is the the foundation, and I'm focused the, all the communication upon Jesus Christ, and then the Holy Spirit is taking that and really applying that into that individual's life. Now, for the sake of illustration, hypothetically, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm preaching the word of God and, and we're talking about this idea that, hey, Jesus Christ is to be the number one obsession in your life. That if anything else in your life is in position number one, hey, it, 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 you are an idolater and hey, you need to repent. And so I look at the look at the congregation or I look at the group and say, hey, what about you? What, what is it in your life that has a position above Jesus? Well, what areas of your life do you need to allow Jesus to get a hold of? And of course, this person over here sitting in this corner says, man, it's the video games of my life. God's exposing this this reality of, wow, my life is just sucked into video games. And hey, the lady down in the middle says, wow, for me, it's, you know, it's shopping. And the guy over in the corner says, wow, it's cigarettes in my life. And now, did I preach against cigarettes? Did I preach against video games? Well, no. But see, in the exposing of the word of God, see, the Holy Spirit took the communication and applied it, just pressed it into the people's lives individually and somehow transcended what I said and is literally exposing truth in that person's life beyond my own communication. 
See, the fountainhead, the, the, literally the flow of communication is via the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's giving me personal insight as the communicator. See, the Holy Spirit's giving me wisdom and revelation in Jesus. He's exposing the word in my own personal life. And he's convicting me in, in my reality, in my life, in, in my, my circumstances, and my situations. See, the Spirit of God is revealing that in my life through the word. And then as I communicate, that just spills out in the communication and the Holy Spirit takes that and literally applies it into each person's life. So I am not the source of biblical communication. The Holy Spirit, the, the, literally the resource of the Spirit of God is the fountainhead of all biblical communication. That is amazing. See, I do not want to ever go up to a, to a pulpit and preach Without the infilling, without the sourcing, without the unction, without the just the being carried along by the Holy Spirit. See, I, I don't want to be in evangelism talking one-on-one with somebody without the Holy Spirit just overshadowing and covering and moving in that person's life. Because the reality is I myself cannot change a person. I hey, I am not eloquent enough. I, I am not smart enough. I am not powerful enough to change your personal life. See, what, what I need is the Holy Spirit to somehow take my communication, flow into your life, and reveal truth. And hey, that's even true on this podcast. Did you realize I don't want to just merely communicate facts and truths and information? And of course, you nod along saying, wow, that was great. Thank you. Woo, well done. See, I want somehow the Holy Spirit to overshadow this podcast. That, hey, when you when you listen to the podcast, there's just there's something that goes on far beyond you listening and me speaking. See, somehow there's this coming together where we're both focused on Jesus Christ. It is like founded upon the word of God, but the Holy Spirit is just moving across this whole thing. And, and the Holy Spirit is changing both of our lives as we listen. Wow, wouldn't that be neat? And even in the midst of uh, just the intimate setting of whatever it is that you're doing right now, you know, whether you're, you know, walking the dog or you're mowing the lawn or you know, you're you're driving down the road or whatever it is. See, what if in the midst of you listening, the Holy Spirit just took truth and just pressed it into your own personal life and says, "Wow, would you let me change this in you?" See, Nathan can't do that. I I have no ability to do that whatsoever. But see, the Holy Spirit can. And biblical communication is not built upon the preacher. It is not built upon, and yes, the preacher should study. Yes, the preacher should, you know, hey, get into the word. Yes, the preacher needs to pray. That's all true. But see, the, the weight of the communication does not rest upon the communicator. The weight of the communication biblically rests upon the Spirit of God, which means I need the Spirit to flow and move. Oh, I need that. I want that. Hmm. So number one, the focus of biblical communication is Jesus. Number two, the foundation of biblical communication is the word of God. Number three, the fountainhead or the, the source of communication, biblical communication is the Holy Spirit. And number four, the fruit of biblical communication is life change and transformation. In other words, the end goal of biblical, biblical communication is that you would be like Jesus which is that whole process of sanctification, that the word of God is really strong, that, that he is wanting to shape your life to be more like him. See, he wants to give you his heart and his mind and his attitude and his language and, and his eyesight and perspective. And 
See, God wants to take you and like transform you to like get you out of the junk and the sin and the pollution and literally begin to form you, transform you into a man or a woman of God. See, what would it look like in the midst of biblical communication, not just to give a fancy truth and say, great, have a great week, but hey, you need Jesus. Hey, what what areas of your mind do you need Jesus to come into and, and untwist the twistedness? See, what would happen if he came in and purified your mind and purified your eyesight? See, what if you would look at the person that you work with, not through the lens of what can I get from them, but what if you could see that person you work with through the lens of, wow, how can I serve and how can I spill my life out and how, how can I minister to this individual? See, see what if what if I could take every aspect of my life and say, does this look like Jesus? And if not, would I allow the Holy Spirit, the fountainhead, to come into my life and change that? See, the fruit of all biblical communication is change. Again, Paul in Galatians 5 says that the fruit of the Spirit, see, see, the evidence of being in the Spirit of God is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. See, as I get into him, as he begins to change my life, there is this outflow. There's a fruit. And of course, fruit on a tree comes from a, if it's a healthy tree and it's being taken care of and it's planted well and it has sunshine and water and nutrients and all that kind of stuff then the natural reality is it will bear fruit. Same thing's true about biblical communication. If, if it's truly focused upon Jesus, if the foundation is the word of God itself, if the fountainhead and source is the spirit of God, well, then it will bear fruit. Now, I'm not saying it's going to show evidence in the physical necessarily. And it doesn't mean that, you know, everyone's going to be on their faces weeping. That, that's not necessarily true. But you realize that, the end goal of biblical communication is that God wants to change lives. And even the person who's been going to church for 97 years and has taught Sunday school for 150 years and, and man, they've, you know, they've, you know, they have it all together. See, that person still needs to be transformed more and more into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. That what God is wanting to do is a continual process of sanctification through our lives where we're becoming more and more and more like him. Where I'm not living in sin. I'm not basing decisions upon my own intellect. I'm not just I'm not just living out of the resource of myself. See, I, I want to have the mind of Christ, the attitude of Christ, the, uh, the, the, the perspective of Christ, the heart of Christ every moment of every day. Well, do you have that? Well, and measure. But see, God is wanting to sanctify and work through this process where daily, moment by moment, I'm becoming more and more and more and more and more in that reality. So the four essential elements of biblical communication. Number one, the focus is Jesus. Two, the foundation is scripture, the word of God. Number three, the fountainhead or the source is the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of biblical communication is life change and transformation. May I encourage you, if you have any role of communication whatsoever, whether that means you're in charge of your home devotionals or whether you're teaching a Sunday school class or whether you have a discipleship group that meets together down at the coffee shop once a week or whether you preach every Sunday in a pulpit. Can I encourage you, if you are preaching, if you are communicating truth, if you are declaring the gospel and evangelism, you need those four essential elements. Would you allow the Spirit of God to give you an entire focus, one single focus, which is Jesus. 
Would, would you allow him to take everything that you say biblically? Would you allow him to take all your communication and literally center it and found it and literally rest it upon the word of God where the foundation for your communication is truth itself? Would you allow the resource of your communication be the spirit of God where you're not turning within. It's not your own ability that's pulling this thing off. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to do something in and through you. And would you allow the spirit of God to produce fruit out of your communication, which is transformation and not just the transformation of those you're speaking to, but also your own personal transformation. I cannot tell you how many times I've been speaking and in the midst of midst of speaking God is convicting my own personal life and he's given me greater insight. It's like, wow, this is good stuff. Someone take notes and give this to me. Because this is like, God is just giving insight and wisdom and, and he's changing my life even as I communicate. See, I want that for you. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including an outline and links to other resources and articles, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 36 for episode number 36. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.